Hello and welcome back to <laughs> At the Kitchen Table with Macroworks. I'm Burgundy and as always, I'm here with Coach Trey. What's up, guys? <laughs> and this is Season 3, Episode 6. Nailed it. Whoop, got it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, if you guys could just see us before we start these videos or recordings. Oh, we're a mess. Anywho, we're going to start with client shout outs. <laughs> I'm going to start first. We have nine today. Amazing milestones being hit. And I'm going to start with a big one. Bethany Odom. If you Woo. didn't know, this is Trey's sister. Hello. My sister as well. Yeah. <laughs> but she has hit 26.8 pounds gone. She's blew past 25 she did. pounds. She is a busy mama of three pretty much triplets. Mm -hmm. um, she's got twins and John that's not that much older. So pretty mm -hmm. much triplets. Um, yeah. Working full time as a school counselor and killing it. We're and so proud of her. the church too. So yeah, she's... she's a rock star. We're so proud of her. Um, and then second on our list is JC Morales. She just started back with us not too long ago, and yeah. she's already at five pounds gone. Killing it. So amazing. That's probably, <laughs> I always say this, I feel like I'm a broken record. I'm like, that's my favorite milestone, but it's one of my favorites. Cause I feel like once you hit that, you're like, Ooh, I can do this. And then you just keep going and mm -hmm. then five turns into 10 and then 15 and then 20. And it's so exciting. It's true. Um, and then uh, the next one on our list is Kate Geary. She's also one that just started recently and she just hit six pounds gone. So we're super proud of her. She's someone who started with us and just hit the ground running. Like yeah. she's been just tell me what to do. I'm going to do it. She's asking questions when she doesn't understand something and she's freaking killing it. And yeah, she is. she's got such a positive mindset and it's just really awesome to work with her. Um, and then the next on our list is Lofton has lost 14 pounds. That is just, I don't know. He's someone that, again, just kind of takes what we say and he does it. And his results are showing. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. We're so proud of you, Lofton. Yes. Um, and then the last one for me today is Lupita Velasco. She has hit 10 pounds gone. Uh, again, that's one of my favorite milestones. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to let Trey nope, take over she's now. doing great. So great job, everybody, so far. All right, next one on our list is Marissa Sierra, and she has hit 10 pounds gone. So just still, man, just getting after it on fire. So keep it up, Marissa. And then the next one on our list is Burgundy's uncle. I think we shouted him out a couple of weeks ago and he hit 30 pounds gone, yeah. but he's blowing past that. He is withering away. Yes. Literally. He's at 42 <laughs> pounds gone. I and mean, if you it's, could meet my uncle Mark, like he's you a, would, you'd love him. He's yes, amazing. He's killing it. But I'm just, I don't know. I'm just so proud of him. I'm, I'm a proud of all of my clients, but when it's someone that's like so close to home that I don't know that I knew could do it and then they're doing it and doing so well. It's just, it makes me so proud. Yes. He's doing an awesome, awesome job. So we're proud of you, uncle Mark. All right. Next one on our list is Renee and she is at 11 pounds gone. She is another one. Just hustles, just listens, she does. does exactly what we ask her to do. She said, you know, she shares her struggles, shares what her, she's thinking, how she's feeling this and that. And Man, it's, it's awesome getting that feedback because it makes it really easy for us to help and give her great guidance. And that's why she's lost so much weight in such a short amount of time. Yes. She's killing it and just super consistent. She's a hustler. She is. All right. And the last one on our list is Wade, and he is at 40 pounds gone. It is amazing. Picture the mind-blowing Yes, emoji. exactly. So <laughs> cool. So he and his wife are both just, I mean, killing it. They're both hard workers. They're both busy, busy. Got grandkids mm -hmm. and, and busy work, busy jobs. I mean, they they're are doing just, it together. Though. And they're that's, doing it together. That's, that's what's the so cool. That's the coolest part. Like, yes. Seeing couples take control and just like, 
I mean, you, if you're listening to this, you probably know, like I started before Trey and then he started after me. And I was just telling this to a client the other day that I was like, man, cause she's saying like, she's hoping that her husband gets on board with her and like start doing, cause it's kind of hard when he's not doing it or trying to be healthy. And she is. And I was like, I get it. But from my experience, like if you just stick with it, instead of giving into what he's doing, hold your ground, do what you're doing and eat healthy. Eventually you're go- he's going to see how good you feel and how great you're doing. And then hopefully he'll start on his own free will. And that's how it was for Trey. And then once we started doing it together, it was like something else that we were able to bond on um, as a, as being married. Just another thing to like, have in common. Yes, to have in common and push each other and hold each other accountable. And it, it, I, it sounds kind of silly, but it strengthened our marriage in so many ways because we had this thing that was greater than us that we were working towards together and pushing each other. And yeah, I feel like a lot of people think it'll be the opposite. And it'll kind of like cause some conflicts if you're trying to hold each other accountable, but it doesn't. Like if you're doing it together, it's awesome. Yep. No, sorry. I didn't mean to make a weird face, but you're <laughs> You keep looking at me weird. I'm like, what? Am I saying something wrong? <laughs> your, your goofball dog just covered me in mud. Oh, good. So. Me too. Ozzy. <laughs> and if you also follow me on social the media, you know that worst. Ozzy is the literal worst. Ugh, our, that's a whole podcast. Our arch nemesis. Should we just talk about how much we hate Ozzy on this uh, podcast? Oh, yeah, so let's go. <laughs> okay, back to back to it. Um, today we wanted to kind of talk about mental health um, that stems from your nutrition and how a lot of people I don't think even realize that those two things go together. Um, when we think about our diet and our nutrition, like obviously the main reason people are trying to eat better is because they one most of the people want to lose weight. Um, sorry, our, we're just a mess today for vacuum Clark. We named our vacuum. His name is Clark. Just turned on. He's one of those like automatic ones. <laughs> we sound so weird right now. Uh, anyways. Um, so a lot of people don't even realize how much those two tie together, I think. And again, like most people who start on their fitness journey or they're trying to eat healthier is for cosmetic. Like they want to look a certain way. They, um, physical, like they want to see their bodies changing physically, which is all really great goals. That's not bad. Um, or see the scale come down. They want to lose weight. Those are all really attainable things. But I think that a really big reason that people should really want to start eating healthy and actually live a healthy lifestyle isn't for physical health. Like that is just the cherry on top. Like obviously if you eat better, you're going to be better physically by default. But for me, it was more so mental. Like I didn't even realize that though, until I was well within my journey. And I realized how much better I was feeling with all of the mental health issues that I was having before that I just thought who was who I was because of past experiences or the way I grew up or just how my brain was wired and the chemistry inside my brain, whatever. Like I just thought mine weren't functioning well. And that's just who I was. I was just prone to depression. I was prone to have anxiety attacks. I was prone to panic attacks. I was prone to just feel blue all the time, like and down in the dumps and have a dark cloud over my head. Like I didn't have any energy. Like I couldn't push hard. I didn't have any desire to want to be better. Like all of those things I had just copped out to being as part of my personality, just who I was, right? Like that's just how the world works. But no, that's so far from the truth. And I can say that confidently now being on the other side of that, And I can see a direct correlation to how the food I was eating back then affected me mentally, more so physically, definitely affected me physically too, don't get me wrong, but more so mentally. And that's why you see oftentimes people who weigh like a healthy weight, but all of their health markers are awful and they feel like crap. They're depressed. They have anxiety. 
And people are like, well, you're, you're healthy. Look at you. You're fine. You should be fine. But it's the quality of food that they are eating that's really affecting their mental health. And again, like, I don't feel like I need to put a disclaimer here because obviously I am not a doctor and I'm speaking from personal experience. But I say this with confidence because I know how I felt back then, which or what I thought was my personality and just who I was. And I was just always sad and I was always depressed. It was hard to get out of bed every morning. I was living my dream life that I'd always dreamed of. I had amazing kids. I had this amazing husband and I was so depressed, like couldn't even function. Um, and I never once thought maybe it's the food I'm eating. <laughs> Not once. No one had ever even told me that that could be a possibility back then. It was always well, you need to do this or you need to do this or take this medicine or take this pill that the dog, go see the doctor and all of these things, which again, in some cases that could be it. But for me, it was a hundred percent, not a hundred percent. I'd say like 90% my diet. I still deal with anxiety today. Like that's something that will never go away, but I have a way better like grasp on it and I function and it's not something that controls me. I control it now because well, I have my nutrition in check. I think too, like it's a foundation thing. You, you've done all the things that you can do minus medicine yeah to to help yourself you know you exercise you, that that's that's a big thing but not near as much as your nutrition like the eating the eating fruit and eating vegetables mm -hmm. and eating protein and eating those things they give you energy yeah and energy can also give you can you know i don't know i just it's just hard to be really depressed and not energetic i guess you know yeah. no, <laughs> Well, I think about I too, know. like the reason that I know that that is a direct correlation, which there's so many studies about it too. But for me personally, it's because even today, if I eat how I used to, if I have a cheat day or like our biggest triggers, like for just being real here, like is when our kids aren't here, like it's very rare, but like we're talking about like kids going to spring break, um, they might be going to stay with my parents for a little bit. And for me, that's a big trigger. I don't know why, but when my kids aren't here, I mean, I do know why <laughs> I'm a parent, but when my kids aren't here, like my anxiety is so high and it's just normal parent anxiety. Like I don't, I want to make sure they're okay. I feel out of control when they're not and with me, you know what I mean? And so for me, when my anxiety is high, my coping mechanism used to be to run to food. And I feel like now with our kids here and our, when we're in our normal routine, it's easy for me to just not even think about that because I'm such a routine and creature of habit that I just do it naturally now and I eat my normal food. And if I have anxiety, I'll go on a run or something like that. And I have a better, I have better control about, about it. But when the kids aren't here and our routine is thrown off, it's a lot easier for me to kind of slip back into old like habits and patterns. Um, and again, that it's rare that it happens, but when it does, I'm able to identify it now. And I've noticed guys that I eat one day like that, like how we used to eat. If we were like go out to eat breakfast and then we'll have lunch somewhere. And it's not even like crazy. It's just the food quality that I'm eating. We'll get pizza for dinner. Like nothing, like nothing healthy in my day. No nutrient dense foods in my day is what I'm kind of meaning. So like more like heavily processed fast foods and things like that. And so I've noticed that almost instantly my mood, my mental health changes dramatically. Like it is, it's not even, it, it's so obvious to me that it's the food that is causing me to be in those depressive episodes. Like, and it's because my body is not able to function how it's supposed to. Like 
food. And then like Trey was saying, so my energy is shot. And so I want to sit around all day. Well, what happens when I sit around? I am more depressed. Like your body is not meant to function off of those kind of foods alone. Like, yes, again, like it's okay to fit those things. And occasionally or on special occasions, if you have a date night or a birthday, that's the beauty of macros. You can fit those in on those special occasions. But if you're someone that's doing like the, if it fits your macros, um, way of counting macros and you're just fitting in junk all day long and saying that you're healthy because you're hitting your targets, like you're probably going to suffer greatly later, not only overall health wise, but mental health wise too. You're not going to feel good. You're going to be sitting around all the time because you feel like crap because you're only feeding your body crap. And then in return, like, how do you expect to function normally? Like our bodies were not meant to sit around all day. Our bodies were not meant to eat junk all day. We don't thrive when we're doing that. So, uh, it's kind of like a no brainer to look and say, well, no wonder I feel like crap. No wonder I'm depressed. Like I'm, it's like thinking of having like a house plant, like what's going to happen if you don't water your plant and you don't put it in sunlight that it's, it's designed to have those things. If you don't give that to it, it's going to shrivel up and die. <laughs> like mm -hmm. it sounds dramatic, but it's the same for our bodies. Like God designed our bodies to function by moving, being outside, Think of yourself like a plant, if that helps. Like, honestly, like get outside, get sunlight, drink your water, eat your nutrient-dense foods that's supposed to help you grow and nourish and thrive. And when you're not doing that consistently, how can you expect to not feel like crap, you know, or to be depressed and be in that mental state? And I'm not saying that everyone who eats unhealthy is depressed. Like, everybody's different and wired differently. But if you're prone to anxiety, you're prone to depression like I am, then you're going to suffer greatly or you're going to suffer even more if you don't have that firm foundation that starts with your nutrition. Yeah, no, I agree. And I just look back on again, like when I weighed 230 pounds and I wasn't moving my body because I just didn't know better. Honestly, no one had taught me back then. I didn't know that that was even a possibility of why I was in that place. Like I, if it wasn't for my kids back then, I wouldn't have gotten out of bed. And some days, even because of I had kids, I still didn't get out of bed. Like it's a very shameful thing for me. And I know now it's, it used to be such a shameful thing for me to look back on because I had a lot of guilt and I had a lot of shame for the way that I was back then. But now I know that it was, I was poisoning myself with the food that I was eating and I wasn't able to function right because I wasn't treating my body the way God designed our bodies to thrive. I wasn't feeding myself well. I wasn't giving myself sunlight. I wasn't watering myself. Like I wasn't doing any of those things. Like I was not taking care of my plan. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was reading another thing yesterday about, um, you know, in a book called, um, oh gosh, uh, genius foods. And that's what it's called, you know, in this, the author wrote a book about, he, you know, he had his, his mom dealt with Alzheimer's and this and that. And so he just went on this big, you know, crusade against Alzheimer's and he's, you know, researches. But one of the, one of the main, one of the big things that he was uh, noticing, like when you're eating unhealthy, you have things like brain fog, yeah. you have things like where you, Gosh, you know, even so your react, it's so weird. Like he was talking about too, that I thought was kind of in, you know, interesting was like your reaction time. Yeah. And just like, you know, and just even little things like that and how, what you're putting in your body how it affects your mind and how it affects your body chemistry and how it affects, you know, it's, it's, it makes a huge difference in what you're eating and yeah. like, and that, you know, and it, he was talking mostly about like, you know, our Western diet with like a lot of fried food, a lot of unhealthy oil, like cheaply, you know, unhealthy, super cheap, unhealthy oils, a lot of, you know, fast food and highly processed things. And, you know, and how, you know, Alzheimer's and, 
brain fog and dementia and a lot of these things that people were struggling with, you know, at earlier and earlier ages now, it, you know, wasn't even a thing at one point in time. Yeah. And now, you know, in that a lot of it's pointing back to literally what we're eating. Isn't that and, crazy? And, you know, and it was, they're doing studies on these, you it's, know, it's sad, these actually. other group. Yeah. And there's, and there's still people out there. Like hey, there was this group, this, uh, somewhere, somewhere in Asia, I can't remember exactly where he said, but there's this group of people and they eat really clean. So, I mean, they don't really, they don't really eat any processed food. They eat rice and they eat fish and they eat. So it's pretty like a Mediterranean diet is what mm-hmm. they eat. They eat a lot of fish, a lot of fruit, a lot of, uh, a lot of vegetables, they eat rice, you know, no pastas, no process, anything, no, I mean, it really, that's very, very little processing. And these people are living forever. These people don't have cognitive disease. They they're are all taking fit. care of their houseplant. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> AKA their bodies. Yeah, exactly. They're really fit. They, a lot of them don't deal with a lot of the, you know, mental health issues that some people that, that, you know, Americans and other Western, you know, countries deal with because they just don't have those they, they don't even have those foods available right mm-hmm. now and you know hope they never do but you know because like, <laughs> I mean really if you look at the way these people live and the way that they you know they or their bodies are thriving like they're all fit mentally everybody they're they're yeah they're thriving mentally and physically and they're and all like, yeah it's just so crazy too though like I want to say like cleaning up your diet and uh, having like a good healthy lifestyle isn't going to cure you if you have mental disorders. Like that's not what I'm trying to say here. Like I mentioned earlier, like I still have anxiety. I even told Trey like this right before we started this, like I'm having a high anxiety day. So I think I'm going to do like some cardio later. I don't do cardio now for physical health. I do it for mental health. But my, my point here is my foundation is so firm that I get to build upon that. Like versus before when I was going to doctors and they were throwing all these pills at me to help me with my depression and anxiety and just be a normal human function, like functioning human back then, nothing worked. I always felt worse. And that's because my foundation was not firm and I am not against, and like, I'm not anti-medication. I think it's amazing that we have modern medication now that can help people feel better and live a life that they need to live for whatever reason they're not able to on their own. But that being said, if their foundation is not firm, that medicine's not going to do very much for you. It might temporarily, but it's not going to forever. And so if you can have your foundation firm and you are making sure that you're doing everything in your power to do stuff that's going to help you and impact you in a positive way when it comes to mental health, which is pretty simple, have your nutrition well the majority of the time, eat nutrient-dense foods, fruits, veggies, lean meats, whole grains, leafy greens, all of those good things, the majority of the time, and everything else in moderation, and you're moving your body consistently to what feels good. I'm not saying you got to go to the gym for two hours a day. I'm saying get outside and go on a 30-minute walk after dinner. Like, move your body in some way for at least 30 minutes a day, and just imagine how, and then you'll see how good you're already feeling. And then at that point, when you have that down and you're doing that, I'm not talking about for weeks or for months. I'm talking about for years. Like this is something you have to do consistently. And then if you still need medication, then there's nothing wrong with that. Like, but your foundation is firm. So that medication is actually going to be effective and it's able to do its job because it's not fighting your bad habits. And you've literally done everything that you could could do to help. Like I am someone who's getting, like I've been on tons of different kinds of medications for anxiety and depression. Like if you name it, I've probably tried it. And back then none of it worked. And I'm talking personal experience here. 
and none of it worked. And then I noticed when I started exercising regularly and I started eating better and I lost the weight, I lost a hundred pounds. I, it, but even then, like it wasn't until I started changing my food quality over time too. And I wasn't just fitting crap in my macros. Cause even then when I lost the weight, I still felt like crap mentally if we're being honest. But then I started changing my food quality and I had, I reframed my mindset to like, why am I counting macros in the first place? Is it to lose weight and see a silly number on the scale? and have a six pack, like those are cool things, but that's not why I'm doing this. I'm doing this because I want to feel better. I want to be the mom my kids deserve. I want to be the wife that my husband deserves. I want to feel good and I wanna be able to not have to fake it every day. Like I wanna actually feel good and thrive and want to do these things naturally because my body is functioning how it's supposed to. And the only way I can do that is to ensure that I'm giving it a fighting chance. And so I did. I changed the quality of food I was eating. And my, I was still counting macros, but I was changing the quality of food. And that's all I did. And then I started focusing more on my micros and making sure I was getting those up and eating a really good nutrient-rich diet. And everything changed. I had intention of like, okay, I can try to get on medication at some point. And that point never came. I didn't even have to because just changing my diet and lifestyle was enough for me to be able to handle it well. And again, I still have anxiety, don't get me wrong, but I have, I am in control over it now. It does not control me because my foundation is firm. Um, if there was ever a point where I couldn't control it and I still had my nutrition in check and I was still exercising regularly and it was uh, like impacting my quality of life, then obviously I would not be against getting medication if I needed it. But I don't because my foundation is firm. But so the overall point here is make sure your foundation's firm before you run out and try anything else. Because if you don't have that firm foundation and you just try to throw a Band-Aid over it, like it's never going to end well for you. And you're not going to actually create change. You're going to put a Band-Aid over the issue and then it's going to come right back later. Well, a lot of, I mean, really majority of like anxiety and depression and those things are symptoms. Yeah. You know, it's not... I'm not, I'm not an anxious person. I have anxiety for certain reasons, right. you know? And so there's, there's a reason behind it. And so, you know, you can't just treat the symptom. You got to figure yeah. out what the problem is. Why? And, and, and yeah, and if it's you aren't. It's not your identity. It's right. what you have. It's something it's that just, you're experiencing it's just a, for it's a just reason. A, you know, this is how your, your body is reacting to a certain stimulus or whatever, yeah. you know? So, but that's, yeah. And for me, like, that's a great point. I read that somewhere. It was like, uh. Some anxiety is not all bad anxiety. Like I'm getting off topic now on the nutrition standpoint, but I think it's important because it helped me um, when I was dealing with anxiety. It's like some anxiety is not all bad. Like if you can just stop and embrace that feeling and realize why you were feeling that way, you'll realize that there's another issue that's actually causing it that you do have control over to fix. And so for me back then when I wasn't healthy, I had so much anxiety. It was my body literally telling me like, hey, you're not doing it right here. Like you don't need to be in bed all day. You're anxious. You need to get up. Like you need to do something you need to. And believe me, I get it. Like back then when I was in bed, I would have people who loved me and meant well be like, you just got to get up. And I would be like, I'm going to just punch you in the physically face. Like yeah. I physically felt like I couldn't, but it was because I was sabotaging myself. I was continuing to just feed myself these things that I thought were my comfort, but were actually keeping me stuck. And so I feel like I'm rambling at this point, but I guess my main point is if you are someone who also struggles with anxiety and depression, you are not alone and you're not, you're not too far gone and you're not stuck. Like there is hope for you. And I know it sounds silly and almost impossible right now. Like I'm talking to myself, like pretending I'm talking to myself 
when I was in the depths of depression back, what, 12 years ago, I guess, when Grayson was a baby. And then up until I had Brody, so seven years ago, when I couldn't physically get out of bed. And I remember thinking, like, I am a lost cause. I am hopeless. It's making me emotional. Like, <laughs> no one is going to be able to help me. I am doomed. Like, my family doesn't deserve me. All of these lies from the enemy that I kept replaying in my head. And I just want you to know that those are all lies and they are not your identity and it is not true and there is hope for you. And if you're someone who needs help and you don't even know where to start with your nutrition, like obviously I would love to help you. But if it's not me, like reach out for help for someone who can help you that you trust. Because I promise you, speaking from experience, if you would have told me back then like, oh, you just need to change your diet, I would have been like, that's not going to help me. I'm too, I'm too messed up it's not true. Like the little things that you are overlooking that you think won't help you are probably the things that are actually going to help you. Sometimes it's not this huge, big thing that you have to change in your life in order to see a change. It's oftentimes just the little bitty, small attainable habits that you are missing because they don't seem like they're big enough to help you because you're so far in that depression and anxiety. But it's the little things that will get you out of that. Get up and go on a 30 minute walk today. You can do 30 minutes, get up and make a healthy dinner, order a healthy dinner, ask someone to bring you a healthy dinner, whatever it is, but just start baby steps and then do it consistently. And I promise you the light's going to start coming back into your life and you're going to feel so much better. Yep. No, I agree. All right. Well, I guess that's all we got today. <laughs> um, as always, if you guys have any feedback, we would love to hear from you and share with your friends and let us know what you want to hear. We want to talk about what you guys want us to talk about. So let yeah. us know. And the way that, you know, that we grow this thing and the way that we, you know, our goal is to help more people. And so you guys out there are the ones who can make that happen. So if you have any friends or family that you think would benefit from this podcast or from our services, man, share, like, comment, Point that you know, point them towards our social media, towards our website. I mean, we're 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 here to help. We're happy to do it, and yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just thankful that we even get the opportunity to do this. Amen to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. See y'all. Talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.